when we were talking about the boxing match that I watched with my dad, not a rubber match. What the Hagler Sugar Ray match that we watched was Sugar Ray's at a retirement match, but it was definitely a real match, just not a rubber match. I just got confused. So if anyone wanted to ding me on that, you definitely can ding me on that. It's all good, man. That happened like 30 something years ago. <laughs> it definitely was 30 years ago. You you can't expect to remember the, you know, the finer details. Well, but shout yeah. out to you for, you know, catching it and, and correcting it. It's not the end well, of the I would have been though. that guy listening to the podcast going like, dude, there wasn't a rubber match, you idiot. You're going to so, you're gonna be like tweeting like that. hashtag well actually. It, yeah, I, well, I just match. well yeah. actually myself when I was listening to it. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's all right. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Papa Culture, a podcast uh, about pop culture through the lens of two dads. Uh, my name is Anton. And I'm John. And we pretty much enjoy lots of different things about popular culture. And we have this podcast where we can kind of talk about it. What's been up? It's been a little while since we... Uh, kind of last chatted um what's going on with you man what has been happening i've been actually trying to catch up on some movies uh malcolm is kind of getting through his first session of teething in his life so he has two teeth coming in on the bottom actually they've already come through Mm. he is sleeping better because of it so I, i think we've kind of cleared one hurdle and yeah, you know, I'm actually been also catching up on some music, some recent music that's come out. Okay. So what about you? Uh, let's see. Um, well, Ginny, my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, starts gymnastics tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Not quite sure uh, how she's gonna handle it. For one, she hates having her hair up in a ponytail, and that's one of the requirements mm-hmm. uh, for this class. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably the first time she'll have like an instructor, uh, excuse me, an instructor. And we'll have to listen to somebody other than her parents or her aunts or her grandparents. So, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting. As far as um, stuff that I've been watching, I'm all about uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which is Mm. uh, a Hulu original. Shout out to my hooligan peeps. Those uh, I used to work at Hulu, so that's why I'm shouting about because it is a legit show. Also, Leftovers and Better Call Saul, I would say. Uh-huh. I was trying to catch up on a little bit of new music, mainly the uh, recently released Kendrick Lamar album. I had yeah. uh, tried to listen uh, through that a couple of times. You know, just same old dad stuff. And just trying to watch some really good stuff on TV, man. Oh, Fargo, too. I'm also watching Fargo. Uh, I wanted to get into that. I haven't. It's just on my long list of TV shows that I really want to get into, but put on the back burner because I know I need to 
spend some time and pay attention to it. Yeah, Fargo is legit, man. Um, you watch the film, right? No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not like you really have to. You know, the Fargo, obviously, it's a Coen Brothers film from like the, what was it, late 90s or mid 90s? But um, I think so, yeah. The kind of the mood, the characters and the tone and the mood of it is so unique. When they adapted, they basically did a TV series based on that film. And I remember a lot of people were like, dude, why even mess with that? But I got to say, mm. dude, like the the way that they kind of honor the original work and still kind of create their own stories, like the mood is so similar. The, the characters are so like quirky and unique and the writing is really good. And, you know, the showrunner is Noah Hawley, who, um, who's super legit, too. He did Legion. Um, which was oh, one yeah. of my favorite ones from, uh, I guess, the fall season. It was, mm-hmm. it's dope, man. Um, yeah, that's on then, my catch up list too. You got to catch up, dude. Yeah. Um, I actually, I also was listening to the Kendrick album. I was listening to it in pieces a lot when it first came out, but yeah, I think I need to listen to it a few more times. There's, it, it's so deep in context and lots of different like self-reflection and other commentary that and composition that uh-huh. I need to spend more time listening to it have, have you listened to it I have, have listened to it I, whole way through I have listened to it whole way through but you know it's it was it was only on while I was either cleaning or mm. kind of doing some other stuff so right. I, I didn't have like my full attention on it okay like the yeah, two, the two then, times that i like so you wouldn't really really vibe with the lyrics or kind of the flow of context not really like i think for me and i don't know maybe this is my problem with um with like hip-hop these days i struggle with listening to kind of hip-hop al- albums lately um and i don't know if this is it's just kind of me being like hey get off my lawn and i, I only mm-hmm. like the golden age stuff or like early to late 90s stuff i don't know if it's that or i don't know if it's because like i, I listen to hip-hop kind of through the lens of like a dj kind of right like so yeah i you know i'm used to listening to hip-hop within the context of like oh are, are people going to be dancing to this like at a club or at a party or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. over the past few years, it's like the trappy slow tempo, like 65 beats per minute, 70 beats per minute. That's like been really, really popular. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I have a tough time imagining how hype that is. Like if you were like, you know, trying to dance up on a girl at a club, you know, like, you know, not to say that the Kendrick Lamar albums like that, but it's just, it's been hard for me to really follow uh, current hip hop yeah. because of that trend, you know? I wasn't sure which which uh, direction you were going to take that. If you were going to say it's harder to listen to full albums now, and maybe it's because we're older. That could be true. Where my mind was thinking hip hop albums, like the top tier ones. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like uh, that 
that you kind of grew the up classics. with? Or, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, the okay. classics, like yeah. pe- the ones that people would consider classics. I'm not sure that people were making, like the MCs were making full-on great albums mm-hmm. as a full piece, like the like Kendrick's doing now. Right. Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn. They're all three of them are meant to be consumed all together yeah yeah um which is kind of antithetical to today's music because everything is more like yeah everything's singles you, single single download exactly, because exactly. i mean that's how people buy music now did you re- re- did you listen to that fresh off the bench pod where they were talking about um making mixtapes for like someone that you liked yep so it was it was so shout out shout out to ohm shout out to ohm young we suck it was it was tight because you know you wanted to select the songs to like tell your story you know yep. um and in so from what i'm gathering or from what i'm interpreting of like kendrick lamar's albums it's that uh he's crafting his album in the same way that you would try to make like a mixtape there's a journey yeah like you're, you're, the listener should be taken on a journey yeah like we mentioned, it's like totally different from what the the current stat, state of most music is because obviously if you're buying MP3s when they come out, sing, buying the whole album like we, we did mostly way back when, if we had money, uh, and tapes or, you know, with you, as a DJ with records, right? you could fast forward, but you pretty much were intended to listen from track one to track two to track right well but somewhere in between like music changed the the, the the concept of an album changed and it became more like a lot of good singles well it's yeah. it's interesting because you know even as a you know when i was you know regularly buying records or whatever we'd never buy lps you know, yeah. we never buy the full album, you know, because we would just buy the the twelve inch singles, and mm-hmm. you know, th- there were a lot of times where, you know, there would be one like, banging track, and I'd never ever even listen to the album. I never bought the album, never ended up with it, you know. Um, so it's weird. Maybe like, you know, maybe it's just me, because I, I, I know a lot of other DJs who are like so deeply entrenched in in hip-hop so that they 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 do go and they buy the albums or whatever but Mm -hmm. you know for someone like me and my friends who would just kind of like you know just do parties or whatever like we just had to get whatever was popular so we just had to make sure we had the you know the new the new bad boy track or the new biggie track or the new Nas track and you know maybe we wouldn't necessarily be like playing the album obviously mm-hmm. we wouldn't be playing for the full album at like a at like a house party or whatever but right you know but for your own personal consumption did you buy did you notice if you bought albums more or just relied mostly on the music that you already had when whatever you and the guys collected for um the well, djing well there was a period of time when um well because i worked at like a, I worked at like the sun coast mm-hmm. which is the, the video store and then it's part of like the uh sam goody kind of um 
it was part of the Sam Goody chain. So then yeah. we always got discounts on on albums. Some of them, you know, I'd, I'd only like listen to like track three and six and eight. Yeah. Or something and then just kind of skip through. And I had like a yeah. 10, 10 disc changer in my car, or a six disc changer in my car. And then, you know, but yeah, once a particular album would come out and then would come up and then it's just like skip skip to your favorite ones mm-hmm. but you know um there are albums that i really love too where i could just listen to the whole thing like fuji's the score was one mm-hmm. um wyclef jean the carnival was another one that like yeah i really loved um there was a period also like where i kind of like moved away from hip-hop maybe in the maybe early 2000s or something yeah, and then I started to listen to a lot more like rock and alternative, and kind of rediscovering like the Weezer albums and like um, Incubus and The Strokes and Franz Ferdinand. Like that, there was a period of like indie, indie rock, and The Strokes that like I really got into. Yeah, and I could listen to those albums straight through. For the most part, I feel like I want to try and and listen more um to kind of what i don't know there's something about just kind of kind of being aware what the kids are listening to these days and maybe that's going to be as a dad that's going to be something that um is going to be important later on just to kind of continue to stay engaged with what kids are into right yeah but they'll be yeah but but you know it's it's one of those things where it's like for me you know, is it, is it a, you know, I'm always looking at a song or like a hip hop song, particularly like I'm thinking back to, okay, if I was in my car, can I play this? Like with the windows rolled down really loudly and like, are people, am I going to be able to bob my head to it? Or, you know, I'm always thinking of it in that, through that lens because mm-hmm. that's how I would do it when I was much younger when there were hip hop songs that I, I would really love or hip hop albums that I would really love, right? Yeah. Um but maybe I can't anymore cuz that's just not how it is. I don't know. I I I think well there's definitely good singles that aren't just like radio singles, but really kind of harking back to um, or, yeah, roll down your windows. That'll slap in the car. Yeah, feel good kind of stuff. Um, it's a it's a lot of like digital um, crate um, digging, <laughs> but it's out there. But that takes time. Oh. Yeah, man. I mean, what was the last like? What's the last album that you like bought? The last one I fully bought. Oh, you know, uh, I got a, Oh, it was. Uh, well, I didn't buy it because it was free. Um, Run the jewels three. <laughs> oh, okay. But I would buy it if I couldn't get a free version. I didn't steal it. They they released it. Um, they released all their albums free. But the, you know, the last CD I bought was um, To Pimp a Butterfly. It kind of goes back full circle. It's it's hard for me to listen to the whole album 
yeah. even though I want to now. Um, yeah. But I kind of think about it back then too. It's, it's kind of did the same thing. We talked about mixtapes. Mix right. That's what I ended up these that I would buy or the cassette singles or whatever. Right. Is take the ones I really liked, slap them together into some kind of theme like West Coast hip hop, East Coast hip hop, gangsta hip hop. Right. Or random stuff or slow jams or whatever. So I curated that myself. And, you know, back then I was lucky enough to, I was lucky enough to have a car, but it was a tape deck. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to listen to all my favorite songs, I'm going to have to put it all on tape. But it was hell worth it. Hell yeah, man. So, you know, you're talking about Suncoast. It's funny, kind of a funny story. Not kind of funny story. It kind of talks about our age. and I know. God. Part of this podcast, we might need to do some glossary. Glossary for some young folks if they ever listen to this. I know, right? I was well, talking to my coworker who graduated from Davis uh, four years ago. Okay. And I graduated from Davis 17 years ago. And so we were just talking about campus and dorms and stuff and i'm like yeah i used to live at this campus and it was right next to the warehouse and he just looked at me like the what <laughs> i'm like the warehouse you know the warehouse the music store he's like no what are you talking he, about bro what are you talking about i'm like and then another one of our coworkers came into the room and she's even younger than him i didn't know because you know i just don't assume people's ages right i'm like have you heard of the warehouse and she's like no i'm like sam goody no oh just head shaking and fye then finally like okay uh tower records like oh yeah yeah yeah. we know that we know that one well that's because there's like a there's like a a documentary about (laughs) how like they're all closing down and all that yeah and it well and it kind of existed after the warehouse closed down yeah it did uh for whatever reason like, I'm like, dang. And that, well, that's kind well, well, of... We should have about. said, like, hey, you ever been to Target in that one area in the electronics where they actually sell CDs? Like, you should have just, just, just said, like, yeah, just imagine there was a whole store, but just <laughs> of that section. That's pretty much what uh, Tower Record, that. a Sam Goody. Yeah. Well, if you take Target, the whole Target, and imagine each of the little sections was its own store... That's pretty much what New Park was exactly when we were growing up. Exactly. <laughs> Talking about old music and how we kind of turned each, uh, we pulled the songs that we wanted out of albums and made them into singles. Essentially, just listened to the ones that we wanted. Mm-hmm. So I bought the Showbiz and AG CDUs at some point. Maybe I think it's probably in college sometime. And the main reason I wanted it is because I wanted Soul Clap. Right. Right. This is still a time when the only MP3s you could really get was through Napster and it was obviously not easy for me to find it. Right. And so I only pretty much listened to Soul Clap and Fat Pockets and maybe one or two other songs and there's 13 or 14 tracks on there. Mm-hmm. So the other day I decided, hey, I'm going to listen to the whole CD. AG was really, I, I really slept on AG as an MC for maybe 17 to 20 years I've owned that CD. I've never really listened to it the whole way through. So that's another thing I was just trying to catch up on. I feel like it's kind of how it's hard for me to watch TV. 
the well, TV that I really want to watch and pay attention to. It is hard, dude. Like, uh, I remember just a couple of weeks ago, like Tess and I were trying to catch up on um, Homeland. Mm. And, um, you know, so we were like, I, I would watch it. And then she would also watch it like concurrently. We were like pretty much, I was maybe three episodes ahead of her. And then she caught up. And then we were like in one in one room, like Tess was nursing Ellis and watching the episode. And I was like in the living room trying to watch that very same episode, but only like 15 minutes behind. But it's mm-hmm. just like that's, you know, if we want to watch like shows together, it, we can't do it, man. We have to. Well, there might be like one or two that we'll prioritize. But if there's yeah. any, anything else, then we just kind of have to like watch it on our own. And and you know if it's something that's worthwhile, then we'll then we'll stop at the same place and continue it. You know. Yeah. How do you find time? I mean, you have two kids, and one's you know pretty much the same, close to the same age as Malcolm, so he demands a certain level of attention. Well, well, I guess both of them (laughs) demand a certain level of attention. I mean, I'm also a. primarily like a stay-at-home dad right so there are sometimes windows um during the middle of the day when maybe a kid's asleep and i can try and pick something up um usually it's uh trying to catch up on stuff and watch stuff after kids are asleep like kind of what we're we're recording this after our kids Mm -hmm. are asleep um yep and i'm watching mine through the crib camera right now <laughs> yeah it's, sure it's, it's basically it's basically almost <laughs> 11 p.m right so yeah. you know i know malcolm's probably gonna wake up i think ellis is gonna yeah. wake up in a little while too for his like last feeding before um before he goes down for the rest of the night but yeah it's it's like times like these where we we try and catch up for me i have to prioritize like what do i really 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 want to watch yeah um I honestly didn't think that there would be this many shows at this period of time. Usually right now it's like the Game of Thrones season, mm-hmm. but then that got pushed back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to kind of like have uh, the Hulu show was a surprise too because that just got released earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, last week. It launched last week. Um that was a surprise and i was like oh okay i guess that's one more show that we gotta watch having kids no joke dude like (laughs) but i had a lot of time in between when he fell asleep and us starting this um recording Mm -hmm. and that probably could have given me two hours i'm like oh should i watch rogue one doctor strange like all, some of these movies that I didn't get a chance to watch in the movie theater. I'm like, man, I don't know how, I don't know. What if he wakes up in an hour instead of three hours? It's going to totally mess up my vibe. Right. right. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. I'm like, I think I'm just going to watch the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and That's what I did. Dude, sometimes like, you know, you, you go in and you're, you're expecting to, um, just be really efficient with your time and your TV watching time. You're like, all right, cool. So I know that I have a couple hours. I'm going to knock out, you know, an episode of this. I'm going to knock out an episode of Fargo and Better Call Saul. 
and then somehow you get stuck on you know checking twitter and then it's mm-hmm. and it happens to like the tv is on and it's on hoarders and then you spend like the rest of the night watching hoarders and i was like <laughs> what did i do i just wasted my night i could have just like caught up it was funny because like a couple summers ago um i finished sopranos like i'd never watched it when it was on uh when it was running so then i watched it for that was basically my homework for a summer um and then i was just in there and i would churn through a good amount and then i'd get stuck like watching hoarders and then like by 3 3 a.m i'm like damn it i wasted four hours watching hoarders i could have gotten like half this half of a season or six something. episodes yeah and i was like <laughs> oh damn it but but sometimes but sometimes hoarders is sometimes those, good dude yeah actually you know what before i watched the challenge today i i watched the um the most recent episode of naked and afraid xl but yeah i have a thing for survival throws i should kind of do some research about um what the crew is like for that um yeah i mean i I remember i got into like survivor man at one point yeah and uh that was ridiculous because i was thinking about i was like well if it's just him yeah then all those shots where he's like walking up a hill he's Mm got to go back down to get the camera and like do that again yep all for the shot dude that's yeah so i he went in there with yeah exactly he went in there not only as a survival expert he had to do a narrative he had to also do the physical uh yeah and then like aiming of shots and stuff and then all the physical work of picking it up Right, and then there's those uh, episodes where like he gets diarrhea, yeah. and then I'm like, dude, if I had diarrhea, I'm not gonna go get that camera, bro. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just leaving it. Um, yep. the, uh, there is another survival show that you haven't heard about. It's called Alone. I have not heard of that. What what network is Three that? Channel. On? It's um gonna be on its third season. No, it's gonna be on its fourth season. Whenever that fourth season starts. What they did was they kind of did a sur- Survivor Man kind of thing. They got, I don't know, eight, p- eight to ten people um, to survive in certain an area. And the first two seasons was in Vancouver, or sorry, Victoria, or Vancouver Island, some, somewhere up there. At least two, three miles apart, and they were essentially just alone. And so they all had to film themselves they had to do the daily narrations etc etc there's all visits from the doctor but pretty much they're it's very much there's no mystery in the name of the and the experience so you're basically vlogging. it's really interesting it's like a vlog yeah pretty much right uh, the first season was really really interesting because it's a different kind of storytelling and there's a lot less drama in terms of like actually create some kind of interpersonal drama when you put two people naked stuck in the Amazon somewhere. Right. But all these folks are like super, they all have to be super reflective. They all have to be super expressive, do crafts and how they manage their time and how they 
think of or not think of their families at home. Right. Right. As a means of survival. It's, um, it's one of my favorite sh- shows period, but definitely one of my top survival shows. Wait, what else is in your like list of survival shows? Almost, almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, how many of them are there though? Well, you know, like, so there's man versus wild and survivor man. were kind of like the top, the first two that really took, took the lead on that. Right. Right. All pretty much the same concept. Just take two people, throw them somewhere, have them survive. And I always like it cause I'm always interested in what they're going to eat. Right. And how they hunt. Um, and actually how they make fire. <laughs> Those are my favorite things. There's a show called Hacking the Wild. Right, right. On the Science Channel, and this dude takes some raggedy, maybe like mid-2000s um, laptop with him and some tools. But essentially, they say Hacking the Wild as in trying to figure out on-the-fly either inventions or hacks with the equipment that they ha- he has to survive so it could either to help to be to help them set up some safety traps or some lighting or uh navigation that sounds kind of cool though so it's like a reality macgyver really yeah pretty much it's that's what it that's a better example it's a much more succinct <laughs> explanation of it well it's, you know yeah. going back to your comment about having to set up like a little footnote section for young kids like some people don't know macgyver man although there is a new show i think there's a they did reboot it right yeah okay yeah people know about macgyver then that's fine but i don't know if they're watching that's true it seems like a reboot of macgyver is probably a reboot for us yeah that's true i mean it's also on cbs and i don't know how many non that's true there's I don't know. Forty-year-olds are watching CBS other than Hoon because that's her favorite ch- channel ever. Yeah, she had Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. How no, she's mother. like Blue Bloods and. Um, well, I heard Blue Bloods was good though. It's good. I, I'm not really that big into cop shows, but it's, um, you know, it's well written, well acted. I mean, still at CBS. It's still CBS. Still well, that's the reason why we I chose uh, my internet TV service is because it had CBS already in it. All right. And Sling TV doesn't, so I didn't do that. Hey, so, I have, you know, we talked about how to catch up on TV in time, which you said that you're mostly a stay-at-home dad, which I, I think is even harder. In my mind, it's harder to catch up on things if I was staying at home having to take care of both kids. Yeah. Because even if they're sleeping, I feel like I'd always be on edge in terms of like, oh, they're not going to sleep for that long. I mean, I guess you're... It's you, true. You have, it's um, true. I also have... You know. <laughs> I have reinforcements here because grandma, grandma lives downstairs. So That's it's true. it's it's nice. But that what that means, it's just like... Um, it's basically man on man. Like she'll yeah. get she'll get one and I'll have the other. So yeah. um, even still, though, yeah. Because then I can't. You know, I catch up on. I catch up on reading comics mostly through digital, either right. the ones I bought and I. Uh, I uploaded the, 
the digital copy or through things I bought or like Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. I catch up on most of that stuff on my bus rides. Okay. And they're not even that long, but I catch up on my reading stuff. And then I have to make decisions on if I want to catch up on podcasts. And I, then obviously I can't read because that's where I also, I also catch up on podcasts. Right, right. But anyway, so as a side note, do you routinely finish all your food is my first question. Yes, I do. Now, uh, I think with the first kid, not necessarily. Um, With Ginny, I think uh, there were times where, well, even now, right? Like we have to take turns eating. Um, But... I remember, I do remember with Jeannie where I might have to take a few bites, then, then stop and come back to it later when it's hella cold. Um, but I realized earlier today that I, I scarfed down a whole burrito, not because I was really super hungry, but it was it's still by second nature. It's just like me bouncing, even if I'm not holding him, I'm, I'm already I'm still bouncing. <laughs> I totally ate my my dinner fast, which. I mean, I could eat fast normally, but then I realized I was like, why am I eating this so fast? I have so much time right now because I don't have to hold him or pick him up or <laughs> entertain him. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, know, for, so for us, it go, even, go for us, it gets to the point where we're just like, you just cry, man. I'm just going to enjoy the last few bites of this meal. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care. You can cry. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get him when... We'll get him when he's done, or when yeah. we're done. Yeah, because at some point it's not really that much of an emergency. A lot of it, especially those early cries, is just I right. need you here. Exactly. exactly. I need your attention. Okay, so you eat all your food regularly. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Do you do you routinely eat your favorite part of the meal first, or do you save? your favorite part or at least a bite or two of it to be your last bite i i think i definitely save some of my favorite stuff for the end like wait like so give me an example say you have okay so, so say you're at shake shack right okay you have whatever burger you choose uh-huh. and then you have some fries uh-huh. and then you have a milkshake okay out of that what would be your favorite part of the that meal I'd probably say the burger would be the favorite, but then I don't consider, like, I, I kind of consider the milkshake as dessert and not really part of my main yeah. meal as, a, yeah. as the entree. Um, okay. So, I mean, I would probably have the milkshake last. As you walk away f- from, but for the savory stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll probably take a, a few sips, but then I'll definitely leave uh, a majority of the milkshake, you know, as as dessert, really. Mm-hmm. But I but guess so- it, it depends, though, because like I usually, I, I, I this is is this going back to like the whole do I eat all my food? Like, so for example, like if I got a burger and a fries, do are you asking me if I make sure to eat all of it? No, it's more of a, it goes back way full circle to what we were talking about earlier about making time or what we choose to, um, to catch up on. 
Gotcha. Um, I'll I'll probably save that last bite of a burger as my yeah. like that that last piece is, and I'll I'll actually um, I'll try to eat around so that I try and get more of the inner part of the burger than the edge. Mm-hmm. So once I'm kind of whittling down my burger to the very last bite, I'll make sure that like I kind of eat around so that there's a good proportion of or I'll try there's a good proportion of like the the patty and the bread and the cheese or whatever you know I'll do my best anyway your last um, that's the last savoring flavor that you have from that meal yeah I would say so. uh yeah I would and then you know so I'll, I'll enjoy that but then you know sometimes if we're still kind of talking and there's mm-hmm. still fries there. I might pick at a fry, but if we're if you're asking like how to be efficient with it, then I'll definitely I'll definitely make sure that that final bite is um, the 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 best part of the meal. Yeah, you know, yeah. Me and Tess talk about it sometimes. We're like, you know, we'll we'll be eating part of our meal. And we're like, man, I should have saved like that that one piece of steak for the for my last bite instead of like the the salad or or whatever yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah yeah what about you I like that when i finished the I, I saved the last whatever i want to have because then i drink some like coke after <laughs> yeah yeah like oh man i just i just wasted that last flavor more than two seconds before I drank something and washed it away. Well, so like if, you know, you were talking about your burrito, right? Like, um, so what, wait, what's the question I want to ask? Oh, actually, this is a random question, but, um, when you eat a burrito, do you cut it in half (laughs) and eat each half or... Are you just like uh, basically top to bottom? I'm pretty much top to bottom. Word, word. Because there's no, I feel like cutting it in half means I'm gonna save it. Yeah, and, and not, you know, obviously not. I've cut burritos in half because I'm gonna save it, but usually it's it's an extra burrito or something. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, I feel you. I so feel you. It's like. The only time it's a I'll full on one session thing. Yeah, the only time I'll cut a burrito in half is if it if Tess has a shrimp burrito and I got a carne asada one, and then we're gonna trade like split. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. That's really the only time. Yeah, same for us. Or yeah, if it's just an extra one, like I have in like fridge right now. If it goes bad in the fridge, I, I don't want to waste this opportunity to eat some carnitas from. That's Los true. Cabos. Right, because. <laughs> Even though I had a full Al Pastor burrito already. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do, man. I, I feel you, dude. I feel you. Yeah. And then my dad also sent, like, some grilled pork. And I'm like, man, Filipino care packages always, it's like the, the core staple is pork. So the reason why I was asking about the food thing, I was just curious if, like, how you consumed your, or how you strategize your your meal eating related back to how you would 
try to consume your TV. Because I think for me, what I would do is actually I, I do save at least one bite or two for I want the I want my last bite of my meal to be something that of like that I really liked in the meal. Okay. So like the whole Shake Shack thing, yeah. The dessert, th- the milkshake is probably a bad uh, part of the equation, but I would definitely save one bite of the burger after I finished fries and whatever else that we might have for sides. Right. Right. Because I want that to be my last bite, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going to finish my meal anyway, no matter how big it is. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go 100%. It's going to, it's all going to be eaten. Yeah. So there's this kind of like, um, yeah, I want to hit the part I want the most, but I also want to make sure that I dedicate the time to the last thing that I really want to uh, dedicate to. And that's why I ended up watching like, filler tv like making afraid xl <laughs> and the challenge although i mean I, I don't hate on the challenge i love the challenge but obviously i could be catching up on tv that i've been wanting to catch up on for like two years five years um two months well yeah but but by doing that though it's like it's like when you go to a brazilian steakhouse like a churros uh, Churrascaria, and then y- you basically use all your hunger on the, you know, the shrimp cocktail and the sushi yeah. salad bar, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's good. You're enjoying it. Yeah. But like the real substance and the stuff that you really went there for is, is that like red light, green light meat, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I know exactly. And it's something I know, but. So then, so there is some sort of, do you, do you feel any like guilt or like wasted opportunity? Definitely wasted opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could definitely fill in, you know, that 45 minutes to an hour of some filler, easy to be distracted with or by or around kind of show. And I could be chopping through like the leftovers which i want to well no that, that one's that one's tough though like yeah i would say particularly with the leftovers it's like it's heavy you know mm-hmm. you sometimes like you need some time afterwards to just like completely process is there a particular tv show that after you watch it, you consume other types of media that talk about it. Like, yeah, do is that something that you do? Yeah, when I was uh, with Game of Thrones, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Partially because I don't understand everything that's going on because I am bad with names now, and I don't know if that's age, right? But um. Well, I know Game of Thrones is kind of convoluted in terms of all the names. So I always have to ask Rob, our friend Rob, or some of my coworkers to kind of clarify, like, who's this and whose family is this, etc. Mm-hmm. And so if I was caught up to Game of Thrones or caught up to Mr. Robot season one, I, right. I used to listen to The Watch a lot. Um, not The Watch. The whatever, the pop culture um, 
TV podcast for The Ringer Grantland before oh, they Greg, moved to Greg. Ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, they would break down the show, and I would be able to understand a little bit more about the show. Uh huh. Because I'm not necessarily. I mean, obviously, I'm. I understand dance material, but sometimes I just don't. I, I a lot of times I'm just watching shows for the surface level narrative. Sure. And then let other people do the hard work of connecting like the Easter eggs. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's interesting because I, I do the same way. There are certain shows where I'll always visit. There's, um, you know, a couple of critics that I follow and I like what I like their writing style and I like their points of view um, on particular shows and, you know, how they execute and stuff like that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll usually visit whatever's on uh, if there's something on the ringer about it then i might read it and then Mm -hmm. um av club has a lot of really good uh analysis and just you know discussion it's it's a good way to kind of discuss and then it reminded me of what you were saying uh when we recorded last about how you know sometimes your opinions are shaped by what you read or what you listen to podcasts or whatever um, your opinions are shaped by that, right? Mm-hmm. It's so weird because um, there are times where I'll be, I, I just want to talk about the episode, but I don't know what I want to talk about. I knew that I was particularly, I was like moved by it and I was like fascinated and captivated, captivated by how they did this thing. And then I was like, how do I articulate it? And to whom would I say this? Yeah. Then I just go to, you know, whether it's like Uproxx or um, uh, AV Club. And then, you know, lo and behold, it's like right there. And like there's someone else who had seen the same thing that I did or, mm-hmm. you know, appreciated how a particular scene was executed and, and stuff like that. And then there's also like yeah. just going to Facebook. And, you know, earlier this week I was like ranting and raving. Well, not ranting, but I was raving about... Um, you know how great the hands the the handmaid's tale was mm. and, um, you know what i do the most of in terms of that um where it's not just the show that's part of my viewing experience it really is all the kind of the the extra tier of media so podcasts and right articles it's wrestling oh uh, okay yeah yeah so I think we might have talked about it, but it's hard for me also to catch up on other TV or media, whether it's reading or movies or TV, Mm -hmm. because at the minimum, I have five hours of wrestling to watch each week. And that's not even wanting to, that's not, that's, that leaves out other shows that I would like to watch. I'm a subscriber to the WWE network. Right. So there are some weeks like WrestleMania week. Um, which is obviously the wrestlers wrestling geeks um, Christmas <laughs> there's right. the NXT brand which is like their third tier develop, development brand they have a two to two and a half hour show on Saturday which is, that is like always a D-League? is that like a D-League or yeah. mi- minor leagues yeah it's they um it's some level of talent that either is not ready to be in the main stage or 
is helping is 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 a transitionary talent before they go up to the main right roster okay. okay like they have a long history of top tier wrestling but they're just there to um help some of the younger folks and then eventually you just move up right okay so they have four shows a year or more but anyway so for wrestling wrestlemania week there's that two and a half hours on saturday night two and a half to three hours and then wrestlemania for the past three or four years has been like a minimum of five hours (laughs) and then the raw show after wrestlemania that's the three hours and it's like musty tv for the whole (laughs) wrestling and then there's smackdown live which they created its own kind of vibe last year and that doesn't even count for other wwe shows that are on the network so for that week that's three actually wrestlemania itself took up maybe like six hours but nine twelve that's 14 hours of wrestling in one <laughs> in one weekend. Damn, dude. And then there's the podcast. So, like, there's the Cheap Heat podcast, which originated on Grantland. And then the Mass Man podcast when um, David Shoemaker moved over to Ringer. Uh-huh. So that's at least two hours per week. And dur- during that week, they did all these special shows. And there was another five hours or so three to five hours of podcast listening. Damn. So dude. that whole week was pretty much, I was in heaven, but it was also like, wow, this is, this is a whole mess of wrestling. That's, that's <laughs> like the, that's basically the first round of basketball playoffs or, mm-hmm. um, day one of March madness or whatever. Right. Yep. Where it's just content upon content upon yep. content. Um, but I mean, each week for me, I it's at least that's the two podcasts is two hours, and the shows it's seven hours. But the thing is with the shows, I do a lot of fast forwarding through segments I don't really care about, which is kind of great. Um, but it's still a lot. And there's sometimes I go like, man, maybe I'm done with this. And I'm like, no, I don't. And because part partly, <laughs> the reason why I got back into wrestling is because I just wanted to know what was going on in the show. So that when I'm listening to the podcast, I knew what they were talking about. Right. So at a time, the podcast, I mean, it still is, but the podcast is such an important part of the experience of that piece of pop culture. Right. That um, I dedicate that five hours of Well, well so life. when did you... Like, when did you really get... Okay, so kind of, like, walk me through your journey of being, like, a wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, like, all the way back from when you, when you were a kid. Because, you know, I, I used to like wrestling as well. Um, but I thought that everyone else would like it, too. Like, that yeah. I was growing up with, right? So kind of walk me through your journey. Yeah. Well, so I was into it when... I, th- I think most people were into it when uh, the WWF really got big in 85 86 right so that's like saturday morning mm. like at saturday, 11 a.m yeah, yeah, wrestling yeah. challenge on sundays saturday right. night's main event right and so i was really into it through wrestlemania maybe seven 
eight, I started tailing off. And then I didn't get super back into it till like later high school because then we were at our mutual friend's house and she her family had a box that unscrambled cable. Nice. So we were able to watch a little bit of the pay-per-views. But I really didn't get into like the whole watching it weekly thing again until college. Okay. Or late high school and then college during the what they call the attitude era. Right. This is like when Stone Cold, The Rock, DX, um, NWO and the w- WCW side. Right, right. They, did you, watch w- what... did you watch WCW also? I did. Um, so I, I was like full blown to that. And then eventually kind of tailed off once WWE bought WCW. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2002, I think, or 2001. And then I didn't really get back into watching it regularly until I listened to the David Shoemaker book on Audible. Which was when? Um, I think, well, see, I was driving to work in Oakland. It must have been uh, 2012. Okay. So so the book is basically what, like history of, or like what was the, yeah, what did the history, book cover? It, it's, a, it's a history of wrestling. Um, it's, it's, it's just a pretty deep history into wrestling so they did some pieces on like southern wrestling um uh, which is a big piece mm-hmm. uh territorial stuff and then the wwf becoming it's this big national international thing did some stuff on racism hmm. did some stuff on the deaths so because they would maker used to write on deadspin the dead wrestler of the week right right um Whatever, what, whatever happened, then I started listening to the podcast that he had. Mm-hmm. And once I started listening to the podcast, and that's when I really got into want, wanting to watch the shows so I knew what was going on. Obviously, we know it's fake or it's scripted, just like all other, other yeah, yeah. entertainment. But what's always been interesting about wrestling since college days is the business side of it. Because what was exciting during like college times during the, the Attitude Era and the NWO Era was this kind of crazy energy of like who's going where, what's the backstage drama, why is this person going to leave WCW for WWE and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then now you don't really have that much drama, but it's really interesting to hear like how they break down storylines and pushes um, for the different wrestlers what matches might mean for their career you know so it's looking at it from like a writing standpoint Mm -hmm. i mean as a fan obviously as a fan but when i went to wrestlemania a couple years ago at santa clara that was pretty much the the icing i'm like man this is the best thing ever (laughs) (laughs) that was you know it's the best best live things ever you know it's weird like wrestling you know i was pretty into wrestling as well like the that whole wcw attitude like i was more into um wcw and then i think uh i think my brother came home one day and he started playing um like a video game of the wwe and i was like oh this is cool it's like oh what is what's this character all about or you know like what's this mankind guy like what's what's his deal like wait so he's He's the other guy too. Like it was the mm-hmm. same, you know, the same 
um, the same wrestler, but like two different characters. And I was like super confused. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, you're into it because your friends are into it. I remember, um, you know, you went bowling at Cloverleaf every Monday mm-hmm. night or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember it was fun. We were just waiting for our lanes and they'd put like um, WCW Nitro on and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, Raw was on as well. And then um, we just kind of just watch it while we were waiting for our lanes. Um, but I don't know. I always just thought that, you know, not not to make it seem like it's something silly, but like it's, I just assumed like for me, it's like, oh, I'm just not into it anymore because I just kind of maybe just grew out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have time to just keep track. But, you know, it's, kind of fascinating how into it like people our age are yeah you know um it's like whenever people posts on facebook it's either they're at a taylor swift concert or like at wrestlemania (laughs) and it's like those are the most popular posts and it's like um like whenever there's a taylor swift concert it's like my feed is completely full of people that are there yeah and then also wrestlemania and it's like hella people and I'm like, man, this is it's pretty crazy that so many people yeah. are like still into it. And then they'll travel, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. they were here a couple. They were here on Sunday. Oh, they were for the pay per view. Yeah. And I looked at tickets. I was like, oh man, should I? All I need is one because Hung's not going to come with me, and Malcolm's obviously not going to come with me. Well, why not? Are you going to bring Malcolm? No, no, no. It was this past Sunday. Oh, okay. No, but yeah. like, like later, like yeah, in the, in the later, future. Later, later. I, you know, what I do, you know, thinking about like the whole dad part of this is um, because I do have so much wrestling to catch up on. Obviously, Monday nights and Tuesday nights, I can't watch it all because now, now I'm falling asleep <laughs> like right. 8.30. So a lot of times I'm trying to catch up in the morning. So usually Malcolm would wake up anywhere between 6.30 and 7.00. And sometimes I'll watch wrestling and I actually keep Malcolm behind the, um, this, uh, little, um, one seated love seat. Uh-huh. So he's not watching the show. Okay. He's probably too young to process what's going on, but the, um, a lot of the, I don't want to desensitize him to like the rest the, the violence part of it <laughs> so early. There's also a lot of yelling, right? There's a lot of yelling too, and it's. I mean, the thing is, it's it's compelling because things are moving. There's lots of bright colors. There's right. all these lights. But um, yeah. So at some point, I'll bring him. I'm sure he wouldn't really. That wouldn't be her favorite thing for me to do, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what does uh, Hung think of your wrestling addiction? She doesn't really understand it. <laughs> I mean, she's not be like you're so stupid this is so lame why are you going to wrestlemania it's more like that's uh, just one of his things another one of his things that's that's what you're like cbs that's just one of your your things. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's why you know having internet tv now i could actually watch part of the show while she's up and she's watching other things on the rtv so i could watch on the laptop yeah yeah and that's been helping with the sleep because then before I was still like committed, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I want to watch this all by tomorrow. So then I would 
watch most of it starting like 11 30 and fast forward through stuff and then go to sleep at two yeah and that's i can't even even if i wanted to do that it's like i it's almost impossible for me to physically stay up that late kind of going back to you're talking about just kind of you know how do you catch up on shows you know as a as a dad and stuff you know it occurred to me that um you know like my daughter is at an age now where we can't really watch the heavy stuff when she's mm-hmm. awake yeah you know um you know there'd be times where we can you know when she was younger and then you know maybe she was Again, this is going to sound really bad, but like she just wanted to like watch some YouTube on the phone. So, you know, it's, you know, it's not bedtime yet. So she's just like watching with us on the couch. She's on YouTube and we can watch like a, we can watch like a Game of Thrones, even though there's like violence because she's so like locked into the, mm-hmm. to her YouTube, her like YouTube singing, sing along thing that it's, or at least we didn't think that it was that big of a deal, but now we can't. You know, like we're watching something. If there's any sort of violence or any sort of like scary imagery, we're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we'll just wait to watch it. So that that definitely makes it harder. How and when time. we can watch? Yeah, like you know, it's like, damn. Uh, are are you? Uh, do you like have Spotify or Pandora or any anything? But I mean, I listen to Pandora and all that stuff. But then a lot of this, a lot of my my playlists and a lot of my mixes and radios are all like old stuff. Do you hip hop? Uh, right. Yeah. So you you don't really listen to music at home then. We do. We actually we have been listening to a little bit more uh, music at home. We've been watching less TV lately now that he's a lot more alert. Mm-hmm. Instead of playing TV, playing the TV and having him drone out to that stuff like Mickey Mouse or whatever. Um, Kung, usually when I get home, she's playing either some old R&B or some really old soul, some hip hop. Right. Or maybe some um, folk, folk pop. Oh, that's cool. And then recently I've been we've been listening to slow jams uh, as I've been rocking him to sleep. Nice. Because then the past couple of weeks he's been going to sleep with um, either me humming um, the, uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or singing some random slow jams. <laughs> what's uh, what's the most effective slow jam? All, you know, most of them have been pretty helpful. The other day it was like Sweet Lady by Tyrese. Okay. The first one that really, really worked well was... Um, spend my life with you by Eric Benet, Tamia. which outside yeah, and Tamia, which outside of the whole relationship marriage getting thing is really appropriate for to sing <laughs> to a kid. You know what I mean? Like it's not about getting at anyone. It's like this whole, you know, commitment to love and, you know, so some songs work out like that. Yeah. No, it's really weird. It just it reminded me of, um, I would hum Could This Be Love by Seduction. Okay. Um, hello. It's like, I don't even know why. And Seduction. So I was just humming it, and then I started to sing it, and I actually remembered, like, almost all the words to that song. <laughs> and this is to Ginny? Yes. Nice. It was, it was ridiculous. I was like, 
man, I I know every single word of this song. Yeah, it was yeah. I don't think I so, I, don't, oh, that, I don't think I sing anything to Ellis though. Oh, you know what? No, there was um there was a period of like with with Ginny there was like uh so seduction was one and then I would I would either hum or sing Weezer songs and Oasis songs actually. Nice. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was um it was like Don't Look Back in Anger and um <laughs> Wonderwall and then uh I would do uh, from Weezer. It'd be like Across the Sea and um, El Scorcho and uh, mostly stuff from the Pinkerton album. And then, um, yeah, I don't know why it ended up being those songs. And that this wasn't prompted by the playlist. It, it, it's just random stuff that popped up when you're rocking them or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I remember... Uh, I would also try and uh, search on Spotify for um, the Rockabye Baby albums. Have you heard of those? Yeah. 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 So then uh, I remember putting some of those on. and But I, I think I was singing those songs before I found out about Rockabye Baby, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I don't know why it, it was. Maybe it's because those are the songs that, like, I'd sing in the car to myself when when it would come on i don't know yeah. i don't know man yeah but yeah seduction that def that definitely was not on a playlist uh from anywhere i don't know why that 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 one even came up because seduction is gonna has to be into the podcast glossary because oh i'll i'll definitely once we get willie on here i'll be like grilling him on seduction lyrics <laughs> see if he's uh see if he knows what's up and so I think what we're going to do each week to wrap up is just share at least just one random dad moment that we had in the past week or so. And we were talking about singing to our kids. The other day I was humming Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to Malcolm. And I realized him, part of my head, I was kind of also humming ABCD, the alphabet song. I realized they're pretty much the same tune. And the first thing I did when I realized it after Malcolm went to sleep, I came outside and told him, I'm like, dude, <laughs> they're the same song. Never have realized that unless I had a kid because I had no reason to. To sing both at the same the time. Song. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What about yours? Actually, my random dead moment happened today. Um, so uh my mom got Ginny this uh DVD set uh of educational like videos where it's uh mm. it's like it's called like me it's like preschool prep company and it's actually really cool. We've been watching it with Ginny ever since she was maybe 6 months old or um something like that. So what it is is like meet the meet the meet the letters meet the numbers meet the shapes meet the colors all these like different things and it's just like these really simple animation things where you just watch it and then you just get to learn all these things so the first thing i did was i basically uh 
ripped them on as as basically um, video files so that I could just put it on USB and put it on the TV, right? Because you know mm-hmm. who wants to deal with a DVD player and putting it in my PS3 or whatever, right? Right. Because that was the only disc player that we had at the time. So today. She basically found them, the DVDs, and she wanted to watch. She wanted to actually physically watch it. And then so the only, I wouldn't let her put it in my PS4 because it was just too complicated. So I let her put it in my laptop. I have a MacBook Pro, one of the older ones, which mm-hmm. um, from 2012, which actually still had a, a disc slot in it. And then, so, you know, I taught her how to like put it in and then push play and then how to eject it. And I was thinking to myself, this skill that she just learned is going to be completely useless to her because (laughs) discs are not going to exist. You know what I'm saying? Like laptops these days don't even have a disc slot anymore. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, oh man, I was for a second. I was like, oh dude that's pretty cool. She knows how to do all this stuff. And it's like, but for what? She's not even going to be even touching this before, you know, yep. or like ever, you know? So that, that was, that was either. My, <laughs> that's basically my random dad moment. Nice. All right. So cool, man, I think that's going to do it for, um, this week. Just want to give a shout out to all the folks who have listened and enjoy us talk about, just the random stuff that we kind of like and uh, just our interests so um, I guess we'll see you next time so signing off from Daily City California and um, Oakland and Oakland Um, yeah so catch you guys cool thanks